0: Are you sick of paying full price when doing your online shopping? It's time to consider honey. Honey is the viscous amber fluid that bees go nuts for. Seriously, they'll do anything for it. You can encourage them to do shoplifting, burglary, even grand larceny simply by offering them a payment of honey. Use checkout code, face the southwest, bumwaggle, bumwaggle, touch antennae, face the southeast for 10% off. <laughs>
1: Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
0: Welcome to episode 176 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We're a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Gregoire. And in this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better, I'm going to get a little bear. Rectum damn near saved his life. And I'm going to prove that Superman sucks. But before we get there, Gregoire, what happened to you this week in science?
1: I saw something pretty cool. I went to a resources and technology fair and I was working there and next to me they had people with robots. Exciting. In fact, everyone except us had robots. We just had boring old radio telescope dishes and everyone else had cool robots. And... One of them, the robots near me, was one of the Boston Dynamic Spot Dogs. These ones are the four-legged things that can. Oh, so is this the the lightweight machine gun one, not the
0: great big heavy one? <laughs> yes. that you, not big that dog carries. Yes, yeah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. It's a light, lightweight, can
0: only carry a handgun. <laughs> the, the 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 tap 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 citizen, stay in your home. Yes, type. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the no, one. That's, that's one. the one. Yeah, I'm familiar with the, uh, the
1: one, the ones the that the New York Police Department thought would be a really good idea just to have them paint them blue and have them follow their officers and the New York citizenry went no no <laughs> we're not good for this we're one of those and I was really excited because I've never seen one in real life so I went up and chatted to them instead of doing my own job I basically went and stood at the other stall and talked to them all day it was great and they were very cool to chat about it and it's actually much bigger than you think you see it in pictures and I kind of knew when you see it you go my brain went oh that's that looks like a predator that could kill you it's really I know it's, I know it's a robot dog and all the rest but it's, it's the right size and it's it looks like I thought it was gonna be like a small dog or a medium-sized so, dog. You know, it's, it's a largish dog, and your brain goes, "Oh, if, you, if there was a four-legged animal that was that size, you'd be a bit wary of it." They look really light on their feet, though. They're like tap, tap, they, tap. they do, and they, but they, they have this weird because they can stand on their own, and well, they stand on their own. But they can, they, they get knocked over. Or they, they did the whole kicking thing. And they pushed it sideways, and it kind of it got back up. But when it kind of stumbles, your brain goes, "No, no, 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 no," because you know when spiders and scorpions they scuttle and you go, "Huh, scuttle." scuttle. And, it, and it scuttles and your brain goes, "I don't like that" because you go, "It could go sideways at any moment." It has this weird, jerky motion when it suddenly tries to right itself. You go, "No, I don't like this at all." It's really, I found it really kind of hard to watch. It's really fun, and it walked around the room and they programmed it to do a little circuit, and I didn't mind it, but I found it a bit weird.
0: I saw an Asian knockoff, like a Chinese knockoff version of the dog, oh, yes. and all it does is scuttle. Oh. It looks like it's, it looks like it's trying to stand up on ice skates. Oh. It's hilarious. Oh no! no well, this it looks, it looks like someone's been drinking heavily. Like it looks like two drunks in a suit, like a, <laughs> a pinto soup.
1: Well, I asked them how much it would cost. i never knew, and it's supposedly seventy-five thousand US dollars for the base model. It can be more expensive than that with different software. I'll give you an idea. That's about a hundred thousand Australian dues or like fifty thousand Great British florins. I think it's florins in Great Britain. So basically, it's 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 a lot of money. And I kept asking what its weaknesses were because you know they can go upstairs and it can and it can open doors and do other stuff. And it was sitting on you can exterminate. You can... <laughs> can give it a handgun, it'll be fine. But it's all gonna be fine, everyone, it's all gonna be fine. But it was standing on a show table, and I went, oh, because it was walking around the table doing its thing. Well, can it get off the table? This bit table is like a meter high. And he went, Oh no, no, it can definitely no, and absolutely not, no. I went, Really? It can't get off this height. Like it's it's the same height as it and it can't get down. I thought it could jump down. I went, no, no, it can't jump. It can step. And it could roll off and crash and then it would probably be able to stand itself back up again, like it could ride itself. But even, and but that would probably break it because it's all plastic. And when oh, I'm not that worried anymore. Because every every time you see it, it's like climbing upstairs, opening doors, or threatening the elderly and, and you know, oppressing the new people of New York. But I realized put just put something high, and it can't. Instead we keep, we're thinking too many stairs going up to get away from it. You just have a big step going down, and when it steps down to get to you, then you kick the living hell out of it. You stomp its little sensors
0: into the floor. I'm not worried anymore. Yeah, the, the puppy dog robots are not where the danger is going to come from. It's the it's the moth robots, the ones that just sort of buzz in the air and with their four propellers and zoom around. These little tiny drones that are just going to be able to attach to your head and blow the back of your head off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the little quadcopter. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. There are minutes. It surprises me that no one has... Why are we giving terrorist advice? Welcome to the Terrorist Advice Podcast. Welcome.
0: This is something that Scott Adams mentioned a decade ago. Oh, there you ago. go. The this is... future of terrorism. Yeah. you just put
1: a grenade on you put it. Some, you put some high explosives and you fly it into a crowded room. Yep. How do you, there, how do you stop there, that?
0: There are actually some short films on YouTube about a future where that happens. Oh, okay. And mm. everyone lives in these... Like cages off their balconies and such. To stop drones getting through the... To stop little helicopters coming in and just blowing you to pieces.
1: But anyway, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Um... <laughs> it's the future of warfare. Yeah. How was your week in science? Flowers. Oh,
0: The frog princess has recently been pressing some flowers Ooh. and I built her a flower press for her birthday. Ooh. It is a very simple contraption, mostly making two big pieces of wood that smoosh together. The real trick is the paper that you put next to the flower because your goal is for the flower to be in the right shape and have no moisture in it. Mm. You put absorbent paper in the press and you squeeze it. So you don't use wax paper because it won't absorb and you don't use paper towels because the text of the paper towels will embed itself in the flowers. Yes. So you'll have like little dotted pictures of toilet rolls or something pressed into your petals. Yeah. The pressing disrupts the cells and the paper sucks out the moisture. With no moisture left in the flower, bacteria can't get a foothold and they won't rot. So you can keep them forever or at least a very long time. Yep. Now, if your flower is moist, you can dry it for a little while first and then flatten it. But you want it to still be sort of pliable. Because if it's too dry, it'll sort of crack and crumble. Mm-hmm. I discussed this with a botanist I know, uh, Dr. James Beeston, Ooh. who also happens to be my that's father. A, that's, a, that's, a,
1: that's your genetic, that's your genetic lineage. That's, that's the yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's one of the J's. That's where one of the that's- J's comes from. <laughs> And so he sort of confirmed all this, but he said to take his word with a grain of salt because he's a paleo mm. And he suggests the best way to press flowers is under several hundred metres of rock and soil, <laughs> Stomped by
1: a brontosaurus.
0: Yes. <laughs> so if you want to get rid of moisture fast, you can microwave the flowers. Nice. Indeed, there are special presses that you can put in the microwave and you sort of press them all together, put them together with rubber bands and nuke them for a minute. <laughs> and the steam escapes via vents on the surface leaving a much drier environment inside Mm. and then it just dries out and you got pressed flowers so that's how you press
1: flowers that's pretty cool i like that you my bringing in a microwave is great that makes it more fun tech it it, it makes everything better maybe you have a robot dog that can come and like press the flowers for you
0: i once bought a rose for my girlfriend at the time and i knew that they were stored in a fridge at the Mm. florist Mm -hmm. And so I got it home, and I'm like, well, I'll I'll keep it really stored. I'll put it in the freezer (laughs) until I give it to her. And so when I gave it to her, it was really nice, crisp and stuff. But over the next, like, hour and a half, it became sludge. Turns out that when ice gets cold and freezes, it turns into jagged, tiny crystals that destroy cell membranes. And
1: it it expands as well. That's the other issue. It it expands. It actually fills a wider area, so it uh, it bursts cells. Yeah. And I think it's kind so of we re- destroyed the structural integrity of the of the foliage. But I think it's kind of like the relationship, Dan. It's, it started off crisp and beautiful, but within a very short period of time, it turned to sludge.
0: Oh no, that was because she wanked off a stripper. <laughs> oh, hang on, he's he's been,
1: the yeah. the connection just it died. Did actually, at the right—that's quite impressive. At, at the right of the right time, it went no. You <laughs> just. It just the, the the connection was just like sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the the um the, the math agent went blowing people up with bombs the 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 Australian intelligence agency people just went enough of this rubbish end the internet for them
0: well I mean the connection died in our relationship too, oh it's thematically <laughs> thematically right. <laughs>
1: Gregoire, do you reckon you could fight a grizzly bear? No, God, no. No, there's no way. Not even. No. 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 It would kill me or it would make me wish I was dead. It would, I, I mm. would. I would lie on the floor, do the thing, you know, cover the back of my head and it would stand on me and then it would start removing bits of my flesh and I would be screaming and no. No, it's a megafauna predator. It's the top land predator, and I'm pretty dangerous. But I'm not that down. Da- I'm more like cutting Oscar Wilde dangerous, like bringing people down right. with words. I don't think it will care if I comment on its dress sense. Yeah, no, just the grizzly bear going. His wit, his dry it's, it's, wit. It's, it's a rabia oh, it wit. Lady, ah, can only eat his face off? Ah, I lose. Anyway, the answer is no, Dan. I cannot fight a grizzly. I, mean, I could fight a grizzly bear. Define fight, defeat. No fight. Yes, for a short period of time, if you can of flailing crying and pooping myself fighting
0: i do not <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you watch you and i watch different uh, youtube channels <laughs> <laughs> so being
0: that as it mate if i fought a grizzly bear <clears throat> and i won you'd be pretty impressed eh yes yes i would yeah i'd seem more manly i'd attract more mates oh, because ab- of my ability to protect my tribe oh, absolutely i'd mate with you yeah, well, that's that's not going to help the long term. uh you know look, what? Look, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> I'm going to fight a grizzly bear. Oh, what? but the good news mm. is that I have a shrink ray, so I'm just going to shrink it until I can beat it. So all <laughs> I need to do is figure out how small would a bear need to be yes. before I could easily beat it in a fight. Yeah, could I beat it? Okay, mm. Mm. so your average grizzly bear is two hundred and seventy-two kilograms mm-hmm. and two meters tall. Mm. It has a bite strength of 1,200 psi pounds per square inch. <laughs> now they can take a bite out of a cast iron skill stop con- converting that to metric. <laughs> I can say I can I'm, I can see you in the video getting distracted. I need you to listen. It doesn't matter what a psi. No one cares. <laughs> but it's, no one cares. Why are we Greg. using
1: psi? We use meters, and you used kilograms. Then you psi Dan. For goodness' sakes. Because
0: whenever anyone talks about pressure on the internet, it's always psi. And I couldn't be stopped doing the conversion. Just
1: pascals, Dan. It's not that just kilopascals.
0: Okay. So the bite strength of a bear. Twelve hundred psi. Right. It can take a bite out of a cast iron skillet with its six centimeters long teeth. Right. <laughs> they can crush a bowling ball or a human skull. Now I need my skull to live. One. Greg.
1: One. Uh, can, can I stop you there? Uh, that. That feels like two very different things they're both round but a bowling ball on a human skull i would say a bowling ball is much harder to crush than a human skull
0: it is slightly harder oh. to crush than a human skull but a human skull is hard to crush okay. we evolved we evolved to not have our heads crushed true. it's true those who did didn't really get to pass on their genes mm. Mm. now from what i can work out the bear needs to be a third of its actual strength for my skull to resist it <laughs>
1: right okay if you're fighting with my your head, bite. basically, if you're going to block a hole with your head and have the grizzly bear not be able to chop your head off,
0: yeah, right, yeah. Okay. I, I, like I don't want it to be able to crush my skull, so I'm shrinking it down by one third. Okay, good of its of its mass. Okay, and thus its strength. Yeah. Now my bite strength is around 130 psi. Right. Now I don't want to go up against anything that can outbite me. <laughs> sure, sure. It's my okay. It's, 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 so it's, it's primary lot... school fight rules. Got it. I understand now. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. Yeah.
0: So I took a look at dog bite strength. Mm. The Kangal has a bite strength of 734 Ooh. pounds per square inch. Ooh, yeah. It was bred to bring down wolves. Okay. And at every list I referenced, I could not find a dog that I can outbite. <laughs> How about a cat? But I can outbite a cat. Oh, yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I could boot cat yeah. And I feel I feel pretty confident I can boot a cat across the room. If it's small enough that I could really give it a... Punt it? I could punt it, yeah. I could punt a yeah. cat away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the strongest bone in the human body.
0: You got any, any idea what that is?
1: I'm going to say, no, the, the thigh, the 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 femur. There you go. That's a good. That's a good shot. The femur is hard to bite through. Yeah. Uh, the jaw. Oh, the jaw. Okay, fair enough. Yes. The jaw it makes sense if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. We put a lot of stress on our jaw. We do. Yeah, by clenching our tooth when we hear people from different political persuasions. Like, yeah. Oh, you know. so, I think so. Is that groaning. If the bear. That's great. If the bear
0: is has 1,200 PSI jaw strength mm-hmm. and I want to be able to outbite it, yeah. then I'm going to shrink the bear to one-tenth its size. So, but Drop y- that 1,200 PSI to 120 PSI. You're
1: assuming that reducing the size will reduce its muscle strength to the same degree. I am. Okay, because that's a big assumption. Is it? Yeah. Why? I, I, feel, I feel that you yeah
0: there are probably ways to make smaller muscles more effective
1: yeah at but
0: when you evolve them but if you just shrink him down, his muscle his mass of his muscle shrinks by that much there's that's where the energy is coming from. Yeah, yeah. So that is an assumption I'm making. Yeah. Look, maybe a maybe a listener will point out that I've made a maybe the, fundamental mistake. Maybe there's mistake. a there's like
1: a tiny arctic bear that's like that just it's like a little fur fuzzy cannonball that goes through igloos. Igloos. I don't know. I know people don't always agree. Like we would have heard about that, right? No, no, no. That's the thing. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe that when one comes through your village, no one survives. Okay,
0: so I want to drop the bear to one-tenth its size, drop that 1,200 PSI to 120 PSI, so I can yep. outbite it. It now weighs 27 kilos instead of 272 <laughs> kilos, about <laughs> the weight of a pit bull. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, bears are built strong. Those big humps that they're known for on their back? hmm Okay, that's all muscle, and it's used for attacking their prey. <laughs> In fact, over half of their body weight is muscle. Oof. A young black bear was spotted casually flipping over 140-kilogram rocks and was later weighed at 54 kilos. (laughs) Bears evolved to take on prey three times their weight. Oh, my goodness. And that's prey that's good at defending itself. They have been measured horizontally pulling objects 20 times their weight.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So if this bear, this average size bear is 272 (laughs) kilos, he can drag something that weighs... 5,400 kilograms. That's like five tons. It is like five tons, but also half a ton more than five yeah, tons. See,
1: yeah, yeah. Look, astronomer, anything within a factor of it, 10 is fine. It's insane <laughs> cool. how strong bears are. Yeah.
0: That's... Now, I'm 80 kilos. Right. So if if he was one sixty seventh his weight and strength, he would still be able to drag me. Yeah, but
1: you could, but you, you'd know that you could use its leverage against it. You could use a keto one or something. So when the bear came for you, you could like flip it on its back, and you know, like throw it out the window. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm. I don't
0: know a keto. Ah, oh, damn it, Dan. Okay, so let's reduce him to one
1: seventieth his weight <laughs> and
0: strength. This makes him three point eight kilograms,
1: the right. size Get, of a toy poodle. Good. Good. I'm liking this. This is good. It's, yep. it's, it's cat size. That's cat size now. We're down to cat size at this tw- tw- point, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Probably. Roughly moggy, small house cat. moggy. Yeah, small cat. Okay, cool. Okay,
0: so they're fast. Mm-hmm. Over long distances, I can outrun a grizzly bear. That's my superpower. Magic buttocks.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's that, that was your name in, in, in college, wasn't it? Magic buttocks. Magic buttocks. Yeah. Yep.
0: For... Yeah exactly that reason and yeah. nothing to do with no, like no. bum sex at all. No,
1: no, no. Actually, I wasn't making a bum sex thing at all. I was just making a, a, a sex joke. That's fine. But, um, yeah, running. is running. You are good at running.
0: Yeah. Sucked a lot of cock,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was college. We we, all, we were there. It's
0: fine. Okay. Over a short distance, I cannot outrun a grizzly bear. Its top speed is 56 kilometres per hour. Mm. Usain Bolt's top speed is 43 kilometres per hour. Mm. And my top speed is closer to 25 kilometres per hour. And I can sustain that for up to four seconds at a time. <laughs> He's a machine. Uh, My jogging speed is probably closer to 12 kilometres per hour. So, by shrinking the bear down to a quarter of its length mm-hmm. to make a 50 centimetre long animal as big as a big cat, it would still be able to catch me.
1: Yeah, but that's okay because... You're fighting. You're not, you're not meant to be running away, Dan. Fight, that's not what running... Fighting is not running away. Well, you turning... Turn and fight it, me. A lot of boxing is running
0: away, but sort of discreet and clever running away. Yeah, but no, that's not... that's
1: not, not too much, like, it's not too much want, boxing. There's people racing off around the arena. That's more rock and roll wrestling. That's more of that kind of like, he's left the arena like, and he's gone to get a bulldozer to finish him off kind of thing. I just want all my options open to me. All right, all right, cool, cool. You're trying to tag me in. Like I'm, I'm at the at the end of the arena, and you have to like, run across the arena to get to me to tag me in. And the bear's like, no, 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 and just yeah. easily takes me down. back with the yeah. strength. I'm like, yeah, just touch my hand. I've got a chair. I can hit him with the chair. He's like no, and I dragged him. Oh, that's terrible. it's
0: terrible. Uh, great. Look at the wrestling ring. There's a bear in there. There's a chair in there. Okay.
1: <laughs> These people have games with stories to tell. That is rock and roll wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's basically play school. Excellent. I like the fact that every American just went, what? <laughs> That's all right. That's, That's for that our way. Australian listeners only. It's, uh, there yeah. you go. Everyone else. I'm sorry, everyone else. In fact, in fact, I don't think our Norwegian listeners will probably know what that means either. <laughs> For attention to it, they're just, they're, 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 just, they're just
0: going. Oh, I must have have a, 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 a hole in my pop culture knowledge. I'll just continue enjoying the podcast. But now we're making them feel bad. It's like, like you missed out.
1: You missed out. Don't make the Scandies angry. There's nothing scarier than an angry Scandy.
0: Now sh- we're shrinking that pair down, and that's not even considering that a lighter animal can probably go faster than a heavier animal. I mm-hmm. just, I, I couldn't even calculate that. So I'm going to apprehensively state that shrinking it down to one-fifth its dimensions would allow me to run from it. This okay. means 272 yeah. kilograms divided long ways by five, and obviously width ways by five, and height mm-hmm. by five, brings it down to 2.2 kilograms. This is the weight of not a toy poodle, but a teacup poodle. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The average claws on a bear are eight centimetres long. A mm. single paw swipe can bring down a moose. Mm. Five blades digging three inches into flesh. I don't have that much flesh to be lacerated. No. I don't want to be lacerated. No. I don't even want stitches, Great.
1: Right. You want, you want this to be a very easy fight. You want this to be like a fight that when people watch it, they're like, that Dan's a real bastard for fighting this animal that had no chance. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Cool. No, yeah. yeah. I know where we stand. That's good. That's fine. So, If I want to avoid
0: stitches, and Mm -hmm. I do, then I can't risk scratches deeper than five millimetres or one quarter of an inch. Okay. Which means this bear needs to be even smaller. One sixteenth the length, meaning one four thousandth the weight. This results in a creature 12.5 centimetres long and weighing (laughs) 60 grams, slightly heavier than a mouse. And Gregoire... I'm going to fuck this thing up so bad. (laughs) Die, bear mouse. And when I do, all the ladies will want to mate with me.
1: I have questions. I have questions. You have, you're reducing the mass a lot. And once again, I think you'd have a problem. I think you'd have a deep issue in the fact that that animal would be able to hurl itself through the air at your face in a way that you're not kind of taking to example. It would be able to jump quite high i think it's only 60 grams and it's going to have incredible muscle strength if we're keeping it all the same density if just the less of it i think that animal would be able to almost jump like a grasshopper so you yes you could probably take it out but if it gets you in the eye you could be in trouble Bears don't aren't known for their jumping ability. No, but you're it a tiny one. It, it doesn't know to do that. But it doesn't. But, but it just goes. Oh, I'm going to go get that guy. Oh, I've been mean, hit with a weird ray. I don't know about how I know what a ray is, but okay. And then it's like, and it just leaps forward to go. And suddenly, it's leaping through the air it's like Ant Man.
0: It might climb though, mm. and and then I could be
1: in some trouble. It could give your perineum a good poke. Well, back to college, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, do you remember from 1989 there was a movie by James Cameron called Abyss... I do. That's not a bad film. Yeah. good special effects in it. It's still, and actually, for it still time. does. So they, well, even now, you, it, for those who don't know, they go in a big submarine and they're down doing stuff and they discover a life form in the water. And it seems to be made of water. In fact, it puts like a water pseudopod that kind of comes out and it makes it a little face. It copies the lady's face and it's proving its intelligence. But when they slam the door on it and trap the water inside, it all just turns back into water because they realise... That wasn't the creature. It was just being animated. It was animating the water using it as a technology, basically. And uh, spoilers, it was aliens. And in that movie, though, because they're very, very deep under the sea, they don't want to go into the water because the pressure will actually kill them. And so they have to fill their lungs with something called perfluorocarbon. And oh my god, this stuff was
0: the stuff of nightmares. I remember and- watching a making of and just being like,
1: No, what? So the idea is that you, you want to keep your lungs not compressed. Basically, and and water is basically incompressible. And so you want to... A liquid, sorry, is incompressible, roughly. And so you want to have a very oxygenated liquid that your lungs can absorb the oxygen from. So you fill the tank that you're inside with perfluorocarbons, and now you can breathe. And that was the idea of it. That was
0: sort of that. This and they cool... tested on a mouse. And yes. I was under the impression that they
1: actually did this, that this was a real thing. I think, yeah, the perfluorocarbons have been done on mice. And I think actually, I I don't, it's not, I'm not talking about this, so I'm going to step into dangerous territory. This is just the start of what I'm talking about. I think they did do tests on this with divers and with military stuff. I think their perfluorocarbons is something that has been looked at as a way of going deep into the ocean. But I think that it's not that great. There are problems with it. And humans don't like breathing water. We're just not built for it. Which leads me to my actual point, which is COVID. It's a thing. Sorry to bring it up on our podcast, but it's a thing. And so if you get it and your lungs turn to taffy, then you need to be ventilated. You need to have one of these machines that they stick down your neck. And it's not fun, by the way. People I, I know some people who think it's kind of little like an air mask that goes over and like pumps oxygen. That's just getting oxygen. That's not a ventilator. A ventilator is not
0: fun. It's a hose that goes all the way down, right? Yes,
1: it, and it is. And it pushes your lungs in up and... Yeah, it breathes for you, basically. And it supposedly it's horrible and you can't be awake for it. You have to be sedated for it because it sucks eggs and it hurts and when you die eventually from the other things that are going to kill you, you've had a very horrible... So basically they just have to keep you under the whole time. It's not fun. So don't do it, Everyone's Just don't mess with COVID. Anyway, side note sorry everyone sorry so they're trying to find different ways of helping people because ventilators are few and far between and they're expensive so they're looking for different ways of ventilating people and we think we discovered one with perfluorocarbons so how do you think this works uh they submerge
0: the person in a fluid and they basically drown them in an oxygenated fluid and make it even worse
1: than <laughs> the ventilator. Well, it's, it may be worse. They've discovered with pigs. So they, they put the ventilator on the pig and they reduce... They do the opposite of what they should normally do. They reduce the amount of oxygen going to the pig and then they fill that pig's rectum to the brim with perfluorocarbons, this oxygenated liquid. And the pig... So obs- to the what? To the brim. Brim. To the brim. brim. Okay, cool. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's a brim job. And... Uh, yeah, they yeah, they fill it up and they and the pig actually absorbs oxygen
0: from the perfluorocarbons. And very can, clever, just like in the same way that a college student would absorb
1: beer. Exactly. <laughs> I think wasn't that proven to be a uh, a a furphy? Not true. Like, hey, kids, stop sticking vodka in your anus. I don't know if it was actually. We, we did true. a whole
0: segment on it on the podcast where we, did. we said, "Don't do it. It's don't do super it. Super dangerous. It's super dangerous." Because the stomach is real good at throwing up stuff to stop you from being poisoned. That's right. But the rectum, not that good.
1: No, no. Your rectum's not damn near. You, yep. you might die. You and might you probably will die. That's true. So, but if you need to live, then perfluorocarbons in the anus may be the answer. So, turtles breathe through their anus, yes, don't they? Yes. That's right. This is where the ideas came from. That's what I was going to lead on to that. Yeah, the, this is where people were saying, well, turtles can do it, but no, mammals aren't reptiles, they're so different things, but we there is a lining on the rectum that does absorb certain materials and in pigs it does oxygen and in humans we think it will do exactly the same thing. So this is an exciting bit of science, ladies and gentlemen, that you could go join in. You could get a perfluorocarbon enema and instead of having to uh, wear a big oxygen tank when you go into the sea, you could happily just have one stuck in your bum. So does this stuff hold a lot more oxygen? Because
0: to get oxygen out of a like a lung full of air is worth like or a rectum full of air there's not that much oxygen in there and you would start to run out of oxygen again really quickly if it's in a big fluid like that does it last longer or do you have to keep sort of filtering the fluid out in this
1: case with the pigs it was every hour it was they had to they had to cycle yeah, it, we... it for, for the to keep the pig alive. now this is a sedated pig this wasn't a pig that was running around so this is enough to keep its brain alive so it's not you know it may not be it's less than it's probably its everyday piggy lifestyle so if I wanted to go scuba diving, I didn't want
0: to bother with the tank. I could just put a whole bunch of like this stuff up my bum. Yeah. And then go underwater for like 10, 15 minutes at a time and just keep
1: oxygenating myself. <laughs> is,
0: this, is this how Aquaman does it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jason, uh, that's the scene I want to see. Jason Momoa is saying, I'll be back in a moment. <clears throat> oh, that, hang on. There we go. Yeah, ready. What are, you, what are you doing, Aquaman? You ever seen Bear grills? <laughs> <laughs> I once thought a Bear grills was only 12 centimetres long.
0: <laughs> Superman has many powers. Mm. In 1940, we saw that he has superhuman breath. He can hold his breath. He can inhale an absurd amount of air and blow it out again. Mm. In 1959, we found out that Superman has freeze breath. He can blow on something to cool it so much that it freezes. mm mm-hmm. What? Sasquatch a big Who is who? It's all going down at the cryptozoo. How do you how do you how do you blow on something so cold that you freeze it? Now, there is a thing called evaporative cooling, mm. Gregoire. Mm-hmm. So you could you could run dry air through something moist, and the moisture absorbs the heat and stores it inside the moisture as latent energy. Mm-hmm. The upshot of this is that the air gets cooler and moister, but there's a limit. You can only put so much moisture into the air before the air becomes saturated mm-hmm. so you could drop the temperature by about twenty degrees Fahrenheit, maybe up to 40, uh, 30 degrees fahrenheit right. but that but that that's all there is. But that's air. What about liquid? Well, I can cool off a spoonful of hot soup by blowing on it. Like Superman. Just like Superman. Just like Superman. I remember that episode. (laughs) Superman blows on soup. Attacked by the soup Nazis. (laughs) So this hot soup might be 160 degrees Fahrenheit. It's warming its container and the air around it. The air nearby quickly gets hot. Mm Mm-hmm but it only moves gently. So once the hot air is around the soup, the soup only cools slowly. It's kind of insulated against the colder environment. Mm -hmm. But if I blow that hot air away with my substantially cooler breath, which is usually 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, this displaces the... Why are you shaking your head, Fahrenheit sucks. This displaces the hot air and the cooler air warms up faster again and then is displaced just as fast. This can cool down your soup really, really quite quickly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's only going to cool it to the same temperature as your breath. Once that soup hits body temperature, you will actually be slightly adding temperature to the dish by moving the air particles around. Also, there's a bit of evaporative cooling, so maybe it mm. maybe it jostles around that, but you can't no. freeze it. No, unless times. your breath is freezing. Yes. So perhaps Superman is colder than his surroundings. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how heat works. Mm. Now, reptiles are only as cold as their surroundings. Uh, mammals make their own heat using chemistry. And rage. One way to have something cold in a warm environment is to take it from a cold environment to a warm environment wrapped in a vacuum. There will still be some radiant heat energy absorbed, but there will be minimal convectional heat energy absorbed. Okay. While we're at it, what is Superman's natural body temperature? Like, he gets his energy from sunlight. Yeah. While he can eat, he doesn't need to. No. Solar panels don't get hotter than the energy that's fed into them. You would think that Superman was cool like a reptile, but he absorbs the sunlight and he stores it like a battery, re-emitting it as heat at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, exactly the same as a human being. Right. Or an American, one or the other. Solar cells are limited to 33.7% effectiveness. Mm, Effective? Mm. Effectivity? Effectiveness. Effectiveness. By the Effici- chocolate. Efficacy. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's the one. Thank yes, you. There you go. Uh, they're limited by the Shockley Quasar limit. Ooh. So perhaps Superman doesn't have this limit. Now, lizards don't have batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mammals. Well, so mitochondria, our batteries... they,
1: you know, they're the powerhouse of the cells. You can count that as a battery, maybe. No, no okay, we're
0: not going to that. Well, we're mammals, so our batteries <laughs> are stored chemical energy. Either in food in our stomachs or lipids in our fat cells. Mm. And lizards have fat, fat cells as well, so they have lipids as well. Plants store their energy in high energy chemical bonds. Ooh. Superman takes radiant electromagnetic radiation and stores it internally somehow, possibly in the same high energy bonds.
1: So that is some sort of chemical reaction. Otherwise, how does he store it? Like, it's not literal sunlight inside. It's not full of sunlight. It doesn't work. So yeah
0: well, he went up against Dracula once and Dracula <laughs> bit him, and then the sunlight energy inside him dissolved Dracula <laughs> because Superman absorbed all that sunlight
1: that that so seems that seems very yeah but look, look we just so, yeah. hang we have, we have a we we have a problem with the fact that that killed Dracula we don't have a problem with Dracula nor flying powerful Superman <laughs> so I guess it's what level of madness are we willing to assume here? That's all fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't want to break apart the entire metaverse because <laughs> then we just stop doing the podcast. That's true, that's true. That's
1: true. You take certain things
0: as red so that you can compartmentalize the problem you're trying to solve. I understand. I'm with you. We don't want anything in context here. <laughs> there is another way to make things cold, Gregoire. Mm. Do you know what it is? Uh, refrigeration. Yes. Yes. Compression. Um, Compression. Compression, that's right, or the lack thereof. Mm. Well, when you compress something, it gets hot. Yes. If you compress something and then you allow that heat to go away, then the thing you've got that is compressed, when you uncompress it, when you let it go back to normal, it will be cool. That is how fridges work. Yeah. Superman could take a really deep breath and this would form a small bulb of tightly compressed oxygen and nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't do this. When we inhale, we're limited by the size of our lungs. The pressure inside our lungs is in balance with the external pressure. Like there's just a, there's an open pipe <clears throat> yep. to the outside. So for Superman to inhale so much, he must be using a mechanism that isn't his diaphragm. Mm. He's not dragging the air in from the bottom. Yeah, um, you know it? how some people can sort of gulp air into their stomach and do a big belch? Yes, yeah. Well, perhaps Superman can do this, but for his lungs. Maybe he's rhythmically dilating his (laughs) windpipe to draw gas down. Sure. That makes sense. I told you Superman sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So that ball of hot condensed air would then convect into the nearby tissue, possibly heating up Superman's skin and radiating it into the air or being converted into the same energy storage he uses to keep sunlight on hand. Yes. So So just like a bicycle tyre, the air then expands (laughs) as it emerges and rapidly cools. So sometimes it creates ice. So perhaps he's compressing water as well,
1: Mm -hmm. which is hard to do, but he's Superman. Or maybe maybe he's kinda of like a snake, but instead of having venom ducks, he's just got water ducks. Well saliva glands. Maybe saliva glands. They'd be super as well. They're just firing yeah. saliva out of the air, so you get splattered with saliva, and then he freezes that saliva on you. Yeah. He just he's thinking about that delicious sunlight you, that he's gonna eat. Yeah, like he, <laughs> like, <"Urgh." laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he at the villain. He's just going, Oh, lowest lane. Oh, lowest lane. And then
0: Wait. Oh yeah, I suppose in the like in in storytelling, you're like someone's drool worthy. You drool over them. But I don't know whether I've ever drooled over someone sexy. Like, drooling is definitely just a hunger for food thing, all right?
1: You drool on each other. People salivate. Don't they salivate for. I don't know. You're asking the wrong humans here. But is it like. Surely, I think humans. Yeah, you see, they're drool worthy. Yeah, they, they like, uh. like. But that's a metaphor, right? People, no one metaphors. drools. When they see someone attractive, but maybe, but, but maybe their mouthful fills full of like, oh, so good. She's good enough to eat. He's an alien. Maybe we just look very tasty to him. Maybe, Ooh. maybe it's not a sex thing. Maybe he's like Lana Lang. I would definitely eat her. As in, literally eat her. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. He maybe doesn't even realize. Maybe Kryptonians eat other large mammals like that look like us. And on their planet, but who he's knows?
0: Like, well, you don't want that sun to go out. And he doesn't know. Nighttime, Superman's getting a bit hungry, he, he gets, looking at you, and like visualizing you as a giant chicken leg. Yeah,
1: that's, and thank goodness he got to Earth. And he just he's like, I've got this weird biological urge, but I don't know what it's about. So I won't do that. I'll just spit, drool on them, and then freeze it on them to save them for later, so they don't spoil. Them. This is not good. None of this is good, by the way. Superman's mm. a cannibal. Like, mm. do they,
0: do they eat? But if it, if it was compressed, if his saliva was compressed, then it would expand as it cools as well, you would suspect. Yeah, probably. But the only problem is that if it's, like, compressed really hard and jutting out the front, it
1: just tear a hole through whatever Yeah, you have to be careful. It's... Yeah, I guess he... If, but if he did, like, a fine mist of it, like, I'm not firing... He wouldn't fire... It's not like he's firing, a, like, a water beam <laughs> into someone. That would be Superman's next power. Like, you could cut through anything yeah. with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, Like, people use like high-pressure high yeah. water to just yeah. skate through solid steel. Would that be worse or better than his heat vision? So he heat visions someone to death. That's bad. But if you, like... If you water sanded someone to death... Oh, God. Yeah,
0: I think the heat vision would cauterise the wound.
1: yeah. I can't. Yes, it would, but with well, a water one, would just be... Oh, man.
0: Ugh. You can't discuss how Superman's powers work without have a nod to the Unifying Powers of Superman article that was written, which is all about Superman's only power is to be able to manipulate mass.
1: Yes, yeah there's that idea of yeah which
0: yeah. allows him to pick up buildings from one corner yeah and all of, all, all of that works together and we'll link to that article in the show notes and that mentions that freeze breath is super easy if you can manipulate mass because all of the air in, inside your lungs you change the mass so that it's less and when it goes out, same thing happens. Yeah, sure. It expands, it becomes colder. And that is how Superman's freeze breath works it's not because he's just real cold imagine kissing Superman imagine Lois Lane like just kissing him and
1: just getting stuck yeah and like, like, her lip gets stuck Arrgh! It's Arrgh! like oh God, your- <laughs> don't you have to look down yeah it'd be like oh, Superman's the devil he's like Lex Luther was correct because in the old stories they said that the witches who laid with the devil would discover that his phallus was very cold So if Lois Lane sleeps with Superman and discovers his phallus is very cold, this means that Superman may be the devil. I'm on Team Lex! Team Lex! Team Lex!
0: Team Lex! Well, if he's still like a lizard, then maybe he's just got a cloaca.
1: Get some perfluorocarbons in there immediately. That's how he breathes in space.
0: Welcome to the Walk of Shame, where you, the audience, catch us out when we make a mistake. Mm -hmm. In our recent episode about space debris, Greg declaimed China decided it didn't want to go with the new space station. Mm. Yes. Michael Barnes (laughs) points out that in 2007, Chinese Vice Minister of Science and Technology Li Zuyong said that China would like to participate in the ISS. While the European Space Agency is open to China's inclusion, the U.S. is against it. Oh, there you go. Currently, U.S. federal legislation prevents NASA cooperation with China on space projects. Interesting. It's almost like the U.S. always needs to portray someone as the villain (laughs) so that they can keep getting away with their...
1: Capitalism. Yeah, probably. That's interesting. Thank you, Michael. I didn't realise that. Uh, I know that China and Russia are now working together. I mean, China's space station's... Doing very well. They've sent people up there already. They're building their own. China and Russia have decided that they want to build a base on the moon together because the whole Artemis mission, which is the European, uh, sorry, the American mission with other people as well, but China and Russia decided they're going to do a very similar thing. In fact, on the far side of the moon, because China went to the far side of the moon and did their landing with little robots. Their idea is to build a base on the far side of the moon. That'll cause fun and excitement. So, yeah. But look, happy to be wrong on that. There's no way that that doesn't sound villainous. It does. We'll go where no one can see us. No one, no one's going into space for, for for nice reasons. I'm just going to point that out. Everyone's going there for for control of the space. Like it's everyone's doing it for that reason. There, there'll be other reasons as well as in going into space and you're doing science and things. But really, so that you have the high ground. I have the high ground, Anakin. And they leap at you, you, cut all their arms and legs off. That's how it cut works. The <laughs> cut the world's legs off. Cut the world's legs. Then let them burn. Mm hmm. But thank you for that. Okay. I have one here from Cameron Demota. Thank you, Cameron. And Cameron writes in about episode 175.5 about space law. Dan, you wanted to drop a kilometer cube of lithium into the ocean that we could claim as our own like space mined lithium and land it in the ocean yeah which cameron points out that lithium reacts very violently with water and so the pacific ocean is about 11 kilometers deep at the central point and so we've just dropped a giant bomb in the center of the pacific ocean that will be horribly violent and burn and create all sorts of chemical side effects and produce a butt ton of heat So, well done, Dan. You've just bombed the Pacific Ocean with the largest bomb in history. And, in fact, all history, probably.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't know that about (laughs) lithium.
1: (laughs) I have to make some calls. (laughs) Thank you, Cameron. That made me giggle a lot when I got that one. That is a real... That's a real cock-up. That <laughs> right. Whoops! We were worried about space <laughs> like, law. Dan just burnt off the atmosphere. <laughs> it's like, are we going to get in trouble for this? Is there a law for burning off the atmosphere? Are there any lawyers alive? Everyone's dead. It's fine. It's fine. No one saw this. We're fine. We're fine. Can't <laughs> then... break the law if there aren't any judges left. Or <laughs> people, Or animals bigger than microbes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is a real cock up <laughs> like, that's, that's a good one I like that one a lot I'm glad that was pointed out to me in time
1: <laughs> oh dear
0: well alright let's change it to potassium <laughs> it's
1: fine no no it gets worse that's the problem it's all no don't no, it's fine <laughs>
0: uh, so that's all for me that's all for you that's it that's all I got okay I've got one more. Oh, thank goodness. That's good.
1: Does it involve blowing up planet Earth? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) I'm pretty good to check. We have a sort of podcast where someone asks questions that you're like, hang on, let me check my notes. No, no, it's not about this time. No. We're fine. Okay. Go on. Okay. Gregoire, Mm. you are going to hate this.
0: Uh Uh-oh. You're going to hate this Mm. so much. Oh, no. On the 19th of January. Yes. 2014. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was so young and impressionable then. Okay, this is a maths mistake. Oh, no! God, involving I, Imperial.
1: Oh, God! <laughs> I, hate this. Okay. I hate every part of it. I don't even know what it is. Uh. You said
0: that the, the moon was moving away at three centimetres per year. You said, I'm five foot nine, and in 59 years, the moon will be five feet and nine inches away. From the height that you were born at. Right. Yeah. Oh. Now, Andrew W. says, this is incorrect. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe both of you missed it at the time. Actually, maybe I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> a, what the f-
1: that's so much. Was that passive aggressive, or just that's just far out aggressive at that point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're welcoming,
0: we're welcoming feedback in the in the, in the pursuit of truth, and we get this shame. Absolutely. Delivery. Oh, okay. So five foot nine yes. is hundred and seventy six centimeters. Yeah, roughly. I round it up because I'm a good friend. <laughs> One hundred and six divided by three centimeters per year. Yep. Equals fifty eight. 0.666 recurring. Oh, that's, that's 59 years. Yeah, well, That's 59. That's what you said. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Well, hang on. Let's take a look at his math. Right. He says that three centimetres is about an inch. So one inch times 59 years equals 59 inches. Sure. 59 over 12 is four foot with 11 inches remaining. So he says it's four foot 11. How is his answer off by so much? His result is... Is less by fifteen percent. Well, it turns out that one inch is about three centimeters, but more precisely, no, yes, it's two point five four centimeters, yeah, 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 which is less than three centimeters by hmm, 15%. <laughs> fifteen percent. Fifteen, fifteen, no, fifteen percent, fifteen percent, fifteen percent. You recognise that? Yes, yes, Percentage yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Andrew, W, I can't believe you missed that. <laughs> Actually, maybe I can believe oh. it. And you need to walk at least 85% of the
1: walk of shame. Are we dunking on, are we dunking on our listeners now? Well, yeah, after that, Shane. Well, good point, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if the moon is moving away at three centimetres per year, this lines up for 45, 4 foot five, forty-six. 46... 4 foot Mm 6, 47, 48, 49, also 56, 5 foot 6, 57, and 58. Okay, so Andrew's mistake was to say that 3 centimetres is about an inch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, Gregoire, Mm -hmm. said the moon was moving Uh at about 3 centimetres per year. Yep. The moon is not (gasps) moving away from us by 3 centimetres per year. Uh uh-oh. It is moving at 3.8
1: centimeters
0: Uh-oh. per year, right. or 1.49 inches per year. You are off by 26%. Oh, no! So, in 59 years from your birth, mm-hmm. it will actually have moved seven foot four inches. Cool. So the interesting th- part of what you brought to the podcast was that you could be X, Y years old mm. and be X feet and Y inches tall, and that, that being the same distance the moon has moved. Yes. Mm. So mm. you could be one year old and one inch tall, and the moon <laughs> will have moved one inch away. Okay. You could be two years old and two inches tall, rounding down. But by the time you're three years old, the moon has moved four inches. Oh, No. When you turn 10, it's moved one foot, Mm. two inches Mm. already. Mm -hmm. It needs to line up for this to work. When you're 20, it's gone two foot five. When you're 30, 3.8. When you're 40, four foot 11. And when you turn 50, it's already over six feet away. The only time this works out is in the first two years... (laughs) And you would
1: need to be a toddler that was too small to exist. Sure. It's like a Premier. So baby. So Thumbelina. Yes. Yes. Thumb- yes. Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb can do it. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I always do everything based on Tom Thumb. It's it's my main scientific. You're using Fahrenheit and in inches now, so I'm using Tom Thumbs. You can now uh, join Andrew W. God damn it. On that walk of shame. <laughs> I'm doing the 15% well No, 26% walk of shame. I'm taking 26%. He's taking 85%. We're going to round it down. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. I love the fact of twenty fourteen. Like that was so long ago. <laughs> but thank you yeah. for writing it anyway, it. That's fantastic. I love it.
0: Yeah, we we actually do a... I think we we declare bankruptcy after seven years. Or we, <laughs> there's a moratorium on seven years, yeah. and it's just seven
1: years. Oh, okay, right. He just got it in. Cool, cool, cool. It was
0: it was yeah. It was too, it was too interesting to. No, that's
1: no, good. No, I liked it. it. It's good. One.
0: I had to write code in order to <laughs> double check that. you have been listening to dan at smartenough.org and greg at smartenough.org if you have sent an email to greg at smartenough.org that didn't get a response it may be because we're having some spam
1: trap issues so sorry yeah yeah i can't Um, do anything about it i will no well i can i'm I'm being more i'm checking things a lot more uh (laughs) but it shouldn't bounce out now but i I am checking them so thank you yes but it's not that we're being rude no, no, no. And and if you want to get through, try Twitter or on Facebook. It'll get to us. But Facebook's a bit slower as well. Uh, or Instagram. Send a message on that and we'll get back to you probably a lot faster. We both check those things much more than we do Facebook and, and emails. But we we'll do, we do them all just... Yeah. Give it a go, and we'll we'll get to you as soon as we can. And we, we love talking to you. I am so excited. Dan sent me an email from a, a Norwegian, not Norwegian, they were, I think they were Norwegian. Norwegian people, and yep. I was I was just excited. It was a lovely email. Thank you very much. And. They sent it to you too, but it got yes. into your spam. That's how, how we worked this all out. Yes, that's right. So I, I was so excited. I was so 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 excited. Anyway, yes, it's lovely to get emails from all around the world. Around the world, I just I, I'm always amazed at the people who think yes. that we're interesting enough to listen to. So, anyway, yes. thank and those you very people, much.
0: Those people are uh, Ina Middlecam and Ernst Vanderviers, and they also dropped a significant tip in the tip jar. Ooh, for a sneak in time, which is very, like which we're very thankful of. Thank you. That's very kind. That's like Scandinavian money. That's like real money. That's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. We are going to pay it forward. We are still a part of the That's Not Canon podcast (laughs) network. And this month, I would like to recommend Fornication with Jack Glennon. And she chats for 15 minutes about the sex process of all sorts of different animals and even sometimes cryptids. So if you'd like to a little bit of science and a little bit of naughtiness, and I reckon you do. (laughs) <laughs> if you made it this far through, uh, <laughs> then you could do a lot worse than checking out, checking out fornication. F-A-U-N-A. It's very droll. It's very clever. It's a very fornication. Nice.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not so florication, which is all not like stamen on stigma yeah. Yeah. action. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cover me in your pollen. Ooh. Get Ugh. right off my nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if unlike Ina and Ernst, you don't want to drop money in the tip jar, you could also fine. buy Which shirts actually- and stuff. Get on to smartenough.org. All the options are available to
1: you. You know what the best thing for us is? I mean, yes, give us money is great. Don't get me wrong. And buying things is great. But beyond capitalism, just telling people about us. That's honestly the best way to say how much you like us, is telling other people that you like us and getting them to listen to us. And if they go, I don't listen to you, then they're not your friends anymore. And that's fine. You get better friends. We're your friends now. Sounds
0: like (laughs) multi-level marketing dogma. (laughs)
1: No, 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 no! Okay, I'm you, trying to. You
0: tell three of your friends. No, then get them to tell three of their friends. No, I
1: will, I, I will be yes, but we I'm asking for cash. here. I'm saying we'd much rather people listen to us than than I mean, we, not. We're,
0: we're literally asking them for cash right now. That's the next thing on my list is to mention no, the but, Patreon.
1: I just said, but what I, anyway, what I just said is if you don't want to give us money, that's fine. Just tell someone that we exist, and maybe they'll give us money. I don't yeah, know but what but I'm the saying. best thing
0: is to do both. Sure. I guess.
1: I was trying to be nice. And honestly, was trying to do a heartfelt thing about thank you for listening to us, tells your friends. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, after here. And
0: that's where you'll fail.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: so big thanks to the Comedy Blimp... you li- become Captain Capitalism over here? <laughs> Good Lord. Captainalism? No. Um, Cap- a big thanks to the Comedy Blimp crew. Phil Holland, Andrew Whitehurst, Matthew Toy, Matt Ewers, Christopher Revel, A.V. Greenbury, Lindsay Jenkinson, Steve E., Elizabeth Yunkin, Ivan... Ilana Mitchell, Britta Rogowski, Andrew Potts, and Granny Maguire. Thank you. Very kind. And finally, for the top tier of people who pay to be abused. <laughs> or, more importantly, welcome to this month's episode of Dan Learns Arbitrary Pronunciation of Even More Arbitrary Names from Around <laughs> the World. Ha, ha, ha,
1: ha.
0: So this is from Sean Seifkin Mm. He begins his email with Okay, so I didn't want to say it But Okay, this is clearly untrue You definitely wanted to say it (laughs) Otherwise, why write the email?
1: Yes, true Yes, very great Okay,
0: so I didn't want to say it But Dan has been pronouncing my surname (gasps) incorrectly Uh-oh, uh-oh My uh surname is pronounced Seifkin I look forward to Dan being an asshole and finding some way to mispronounce it next time. Do you still need my money? I paid to be insulted by a supposed professional that was in with kindergarten grade tripe. Try harder, like the heroes you are to me.
1: Okay. So let's, right. Let's, let's the part of it. Okay. That's, so that's, I'm a bit of a roller coaster there of, of yes, insults but, and heroes. And yes, like, so
0: I'm an asshole. I say yes. kindergarten grade tripe.
1: But if yes. I try
0: harder, I'm yes. a hero. Yes. Is he negging me? Is this negging? negging. I, think, I think he likes you. I think he likes you. I kind of want to sleep with him now. <laughs> Man, that that that's <laughs> that the game book. Really knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Okay, so Sean Siefkin has paid to be humiliated. Mm. He also seems to be upset that my insults have been kindergarten grade. Oh, no. Seems to me Uh-oh. that the best way to insult him is to ignore his wishes and do even more childish insults. <laughs> sure. So I went and I loitered near a local school to find someone. Uh-oh. So, Sean, mm. you are a stinky, stinky bum bum head and you smell oh. like wee. Oh, my goodness, Dan. Steady on. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Greg, I don't want to be doing this. These guys are all paying to be insulted. It's true. And so to Steve Stewart, I say, stop insulting yourself. Stop
1: insulting yourself. Stop insulting yourself. Stop insulting yourself. Stop insulting yourself. <laughs> oh, I feel so belittled. I'm not, even, I'm not even, I'm just, I'm catching the side spray of it. And it's awful. I'm not even, not even the target. Tom Siri.
0: Oh, my God. Look at his thumbs, everyone. Tom's got weird thumbs. Weird thumbs. Weird thumbs. Weird thumbs. Weird thumbs.
1: Weird Weird thumbs. thumbs, Weird thumbs. Weird
0: thumbs. thumbs, thumbs. 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 Chanting with someone who's slightly delayed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little bit tricky. Yeah, it's like, oh, I heard you slow right down. Finally, uh, Mikhail Kedah. Uh, you sniveling little fuck stain! I wish you'd been stillborn. What
1: happened there?
0: Oh no, that that wasn't from the kids. That was from the teacher. <laughs> so that was where I heard that. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of having Jason taken out of their class. Actually, that's mm, mm, mm. probably going probably yeah. for the best. It's going to end badly. <laughs> yeah, and big thanks to my teachers' pets: Eric Wilson, Al Batson, Michael Barnes, Morden O'Hare, and Scott Driscoll. If you have had not enough of us yet, (laughs) as we cruise into the tail end of June, we are also guests on a Mm. whole other podcast called Metapod. Yes. So we're going to be pimping that on the social media accounts and such.
1: I am fascinated at what that's going to sound like because I felt on that night that you and I were vaguely, cause we didn't have to run it. We weren't, we just, we just asked to turn up and be interviewed about our podcasting science podcast.
0: And God, it was like someone cloned Loki. And was trying to get him to
1: like do a maths test or something. Yeah, it was very. And we were. I feel. I remember. We. I felt kind of unhinged. Like we, I. And and so I felt very sorry for the wonderful people on Metapod who put up with us. I'm interested to see how they're going to edit that into any kind of listenable podcast. It's. It was. Uh, it, yeah, odd, and yeah, that should be fun to listen to. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to, listeners. <laughs> so
0: yeah, check out the Metapodcast. Uh, our episode is released on july seventh we'll put the-, the the uh the link in the show notes yeah oh, i'll do that when it finally turns up mm-hmm that sounded real judgmental. I'll do that when it turns up, Greg. Well, I know how to do my job. I,
1: I, I won't. I, I won't put the link in before the link is good plan. <laughs> well, thank That's you. But yeah, yes. But you can put a link to Metapod. Yeah. You can put like Metapod, and you can send them to oh, Metapod. Yeah. Yeah I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll
0: do. That. I'll just do that. And then I'll like pop up the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Then they
1: can find us in there, or they can just listen to the amazing. Meta. Yeah. I, I feel really weird about it because I've gone and looked through their list of people who they've interviewed, and they've got some really good interviews in there of like really cool people. I'm like, and then it's gonna be asking. Awesome.
0: We call that a palate cleanser. Yes. God, I hope so. We're like we're like the little sachet of ginger at the sushi bar. Mm, mm, mm. This has been a smart enough production in tandem with "That's Not Canon." And as we always like
1: to say, "Ursus Microbus." If you've heard it, it's in there somewhere. Or if you didn't hear it, it's, it's not gone. You know, we stand by what we do. Uh, or, or we take it out well before you get to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I booked to get a flu shot, because it was this time you get it for work. And the doctor mm-hmm. went, don't bother. I went, are you kidding? He goes, Did you, have you read the article that says that two flu variants had died, gone, from the world forever? And I was like, no? He went, yeah. Supposedly two of them have just like, ah! Now they went and they finished. And he said, they may come back, but... Probably not. They're dead. They're gone. Were like, they common ones? Went, yeah, they're pretty common ones. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. We've killed two flu bears. Pretty sweet. Yeah, we killed two of them. Like, we finally got them. Team pangolin. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so so let me get this straight. You swallowed a cat and now there are no spiders. Yes, that's... Well,
1: this is great news. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Ignorance. I'm,
0: I'm Greg. I'm Dan Beaston. I'm Greg wow
1: how long have we been doing this we've been doing this for a long time haven't we we still can't work this out this is like hundreds and hundreds of episodes and we haven't quite yeah. nailed this i think it's because we have an anarchic energy that's what it is it's because we don't follow the rules man you can't keep us down even our own rules we're like screw my own rules i don't even live i don't even live by genetic rules i just i just 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 start growing lumps in my in my colon anytime i want God, I'm done. welcome to punk science. We're just gonna keep talking over each other. Yeah, I will. I oh, I just I, no, I just didn't. Damn it, I just did it After you, <laughs> polite. I'm gonna be both too close and too far away from the mic. <laughs> Anarchy.
0: <laughs> Sorry, can we get can we get that again, please? Sure, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Anarchy. Anarchy. Okay, just one more for sake Anarchy!
1: Anarchy. <laughs>
0: There, are, there is actually an instance where a man killed a bear without weapons, like punched it to death or something. He jammed his arm into the bear's mouth, and the bear and bears gag easily. And then he bit <laughs> the bear's jugular. The bear passed out from blood loss, and then he grabbed a stick and beat it to death with a stick.
1: I like the idea that he was like, "I stuck my hand down the bear's mouth." No, you didn't. You got eaten by a bear. <laughs> so don't try this and make all, this. It's all part of my plan. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm going to leap into its mouth and then and then choke it out from the inside. I can't Come hear you. You're silent. Even your little chuckles, I just
0: keep evaporating into the air. Oh, that's
1: annoying. When you're using my cute little chuckles. That's very sad.
0: Yeah, it's my best part. It's... That's why they called you that in college. Cute little chuckles. (laughs) Cute little
1: chuckles.